back, Power Collectors. Episode number one from Las Vegas Beta Test. I'm thinking about a new format. We just got our business license earlier today, so legally we can continue making content. Before we weren't licensed, so uh, since there's a few people kind enough to donate to the podcast, it was technically a business. And... Um, we had to uh, just do a lot of thinking in the meantime during the timeout. So we're back. And um, if you're new to the channel, we cover the certified graded video game market. Today is uh, late June, so we're looking at Q2 closing out. And if Q1 and Q2 were negative, we're looking at the calm before the storm, quote unquote. So I think. One of the things I wanted to beta test today, let me know if this works for you. I was going to open up, instead of music, open up each podcast episode with basically a short little calendar. What I can't decide is, should I talk about stuff that's going to, like, for example, we're at the end of June. Should I talk about all the stuff like Pioneers that's going to happen on Thursday, Tuesday weeklies? signature in summer or should I just focus on what's on tap in other words the next 10 days the next 14 days I can't figure that out but I was thinking you know welcome back if you're new to the channel thank you for tuning in and here's what's on tap and then we're going to talk about okay we've got Tuesday Clubhouse Tuesday Heritage we've got this and that Lake Connect Golden whatever's on tap Pioneers or do you want me to keep just updating the entire calendar every episode? And the other thing I thought about is, well, what if you listen to this in the future? The calendar doesn't mean anything because it went by. So that's another problem. But um, I was thinking a calendar of upcoming events for the loyal listeners that listen to episodes when they drop could add a lot of value because, you know, I'm, uh, well, up until now, I've had my pulse on the hobby daily. Um, hopefully I can juggle that with these five or six other projects, but uh, that's another personal update that we won't talk about today. So I just wanted to announce that Power Collectors is now going live. John Hopper is a business, and we will be recording from Vegas from here on out. So if you have any suggestions for topics, I'd like to focus on things that can add value. I'm predicting that changes are ahead, change in everything we talk about, change in everything we buy, sell, trade, change in where people live, change in careers, change in your job, change in your spending habits, change in your relationships in your house, people you talk to, people you're listening to. Fear is going to take over, and what that does is that two X's you're listening, you start listening to things two to three to four to five times more intensely. It's kind of like a negative memory. The theory there is it's two to five times more ingrained in your brain over a positive event. It's easy to recall trauma, pain, abuse, whatever happened in the past, failure for me, bankruptcy, losing money for decades in sports cars. That's easy to remember, hard to forget, but it's really hard to remember the wins I had in video games or the wins I had in coins or cards or I don't know, teaching English in Japan or traveling abroad or all great things that happened in my life. It's hard to remember those on a daily basis. You're going to start getting pounded with not gurus saying, open an Amazon store, invest in real estate, 
this or that. I've seen it trickled in on social media. Now it's more like get a tax assessment. Think about moving your business. Think about buying a business. Think about uh, you know opening this type of bank account that has a bonus. All the social media ads are different now. They're very different than they were definitely two to three years ago and even last year. Two to three years ago, it was just a guru freaking cesspool on social media. Every other ad was selling you a get-rich scheme. Invest in real estate, invest in video games, invest. I did it too, game investing, but I didn't charge any money. Invest in, uh, you know, this e-commerce dropship store. You never have to buy a single thing. You can have your Chinese suppliers uh, send these mug cups to America and you can become a millionaire off an $8 product. You know, that stuff was just endless dribble. It's all gone. All the gurus are gone. The only few that I see that are still pumping out content don't ask for anything in return. That includes Gary Vee. If you're into the emotional side of entrepreneurship and building a team um, in terms of what to look for and hire and how to get real with yourself, self-awareness, and you know, ask yourself in the mirror, can you really become an entrepreneur? He does do 80 to 100 hours, I believe. And, you know, he sleeps for seven, and the rest of the time he's posting or building businesses. The other guy I recommend might be uh, Valuetainment. That guy also did the same thing as I did over these last couple of years. He saw the boom times. He took advantage of tax advantages. He moved from California to Texas. Then he moved to Florida. Both Texas and Florida are no-income tax states. He's in the insurance industry. But Valuetainment on YouTube is a free source of him identifying issues, problems, opportunities, and actually delivering takeaways that you can do if you want to become an entrepreneur. So I recommend him. He's a military guy. If you like tough love, he's a great guy. Now, if you're a video game listener, I recommend Get the Great Games. You probably already know that. But what is new with Get the Great is he's got, I do believe, I'm going to speculate, an exclusive relationship with Heritage. So I was on his stream today, and what the difference between his stream today and it was a year ago, or in late June 2022, was that he pumps Heritage, and he's very serious now. Um, he gives each game respect, whereas before it was kind of like, I don't collect Atari, you know, I, know, I love N N64, whatever. Now he gives each game respect, he goes into the pop reports, he treats it more like a business, and I do believe that Get the Grave is a success story and is making um, a living as a full-time content creator. Thank you, Heritage. Thank you, Dylan. Thank you, Get the Grave. This is a, a beautiful thing for the hobby overall. I think it's, it's, a, it's a place where we can build community and unite People that collect raw CIB, loose, sealed, graded, whatever, all in the uh, same chat room, whatever it's called on the side of YouTube. In other words, he goes live during, I do believe, every Heritage auction. I don't know if he's going to be creating content when Golden, Link, Connect, LCG, whatever else goes off, but he's doing a great job with Heritage. So those are the things going on, I think, in the world that I'm watching. What am I doing on my free time, my downtime? I'm watching economics. And my take on that is 
all asset all asset classes are crashing. We need to remove 10 trillion to 30 trillion out of the system that was printed. You could follow Chamash. That's how he explained what was going on. He believes that the printing money, theoretically and from a philosophical standpoint, needs to be removed from the system so that we now know true values and then you adjust that with inflation. So when you see assets coming down and you see inflation going up, that's why I post stuff like be careful buying because we don't know what Dan and Clubhouse calls intrinsic value um, because you've got inflation on one side pumping and then you've got asset classes crashing because the money that got pumped into the asset classes that I've discussed on prior episodes on the asset bubble, whether it's used cars, stocks, Bitcoin, sports cards, trading cards, Pokemon, Pokemon video games, and then it became video games. And now I'm calling the last three men standing in the, let's say, quote unquote, pop culture or near that area of collectibles is going to be comics. And Daniel, Danielle Smith, AKA Nerdy Girl did confirm that there is softness finally in that market. And I've been pounding Vincent over at Metropolis and Danielle on Nerdy Girl social media platforms for months. Where's the softness? Where's the softness? Where's the softness? Finally, it has come and it's across the board apparently. Of course, that high-end seven-figure stuff doesn't really apply to us, but, uh, you know, I don't see the people that used to hit me up for evaluation on a seven-figure piece actually bidding at all anymore. So I think they pulled back as well. I think the big test will be the 8.0A hang tap Mario coming up in summer. Um, if they announce recession in July, and then we have something like an eight hang tab, which probably would have went for quite a bit, like half a million in the bubble. If it drops to a hundred, let's say, that's a massive correction, or we're getting back to true organic real values, which is wonderful if you're a buyer. If you're a buyer in the market, I think this is a great time to practice patience. It's something I have a really hard time doing since I've been a reseller for 30 years. Resellers buy and sell every day. Traders on stock market, you know, stock market, Bitcoin. Well, not Bitcoin. I, I'd say stocks is five days a week. Bitcoin might be seven. If you're on eBay like me, Amazon, Walmart, it's seven days a week. We're buying and selling every single day. So to take a time out and focus on this thing called patience has been really tough for me. And my excuse is, I wasn't licensed. We weren't licensed in Nevada to legally make money. Fortunately for me, when I do something, I make money or lose money. Same thing. If you lose money, you still have a business. If you're trying to make money, if you lose money as a collector, and you you know you never were trying to make money when you bought the piece, it doesn't matter. I'm talking to you, speculators, flippers, investors, um, power collectors out there. So. I guess the final piece of advice is to take a time out, pull out a piece of paper, start fresh, new sheet, what are your financial goals, what are your family goals, um, after you figure out your health and your family, then you can focus on um, what's important. I would like to buy my first home and to do that I need to make at least a million dollars because I have a quarter million dollar student loan. A quarter, almost a quarter million dollar EIDL, 
and I have a half million dollar, uh, well, I'm on the hook for half of the half million dollar SBA 504 for buying an office warehouse. So I really need to make two or three million because Uncle Sam's going to take, you know, half of that. And then more than half of that's going to go away to the other part of Uncle Sam for, you know, government sponsored loan programs. And that's why I may appear as money hungry, greedy, revenge. That's all Hopper trying to buy his first home. He needs to clear 1.5 million to walk away with net. So I need to clear like three, two to three million to walk away with 1.5 net, pay off a million in debt, and drop 500 grand into a Las Vegas house out here, hopefully on the west side, which is a real safe neighborhood. And that's my primary goal. So the podcast is one of the seven projects I'm working on. The other six involve business ventures, entrepreneurship, real estate, uh, startups, etc. Some ideas I'm working on related to video games. I've contracted an organization called Jetro. And that's how I started my company. If you didn't know, I was in Japan teaching English. My dream was to import Ferraris and Porsches to Japan. When I was a young buck, I had big dreams. Put cars in containers from America, drop them off at dealers, used car dealers in Japan, and it all had to do with the currency play as well as rarity. Because in Japan, things like a Porsche 911, even if it was older, it had tremendous value. Because I guess the legitimate Porsche dealers would mark that stuff so high along with Volkswagen and other brands, but um, I want to bring Skylines over back in the 80s, 90s. So the reason I started my company way back in the day was that dream. That was the dream that never happened. I fell back into sports cards, and I haven't really exported since because the Asian financial crisis came along in 97. I lost my trading partners. My main sports card connection, who had three to four retail shops in uh, Japan, he actually went bankrupt and his assets got bought out. And then my other trading partner, Harajuku, which is one of those songs you hear on pop culture, Harajuku Girls. It's the top fashion center in Japan. All the hip retailers over there with Nike sneakers and all kinds of crazy stuff on the shelves. I had a, a lady over there who happened to get cancer right during the Asian financial crisis. So I had multiple events that started the Thailand banking system melting down. Long story short, I, I actually contacted Jetro in Tokyo, living in a guy Jean's house probably a hundred square foot little room and started my company over there with a portable printer and a brick laptop. And Dredro helped me draw up a contract in English and Japanese using their legal library down in Tokyo. They do that as a service. They, uh, they uh, stimulate investment into Japan, but they also offer kind of a matchmaking service where they hook up companies. So they helped me start my company, my main company 25 years ago in Tokyo. Then we went over to Denny's, we signed the contract, and I fed this guy for a couple months, and it was amazing. It was amazing. Um, and it all came crashing down because of another financial crisis called the AFC, you can see in 97. Been through a lot of these. 9-11 crushed me, AFC crushed me, GFC crushed me. This one, I don't know, we'll see. So I contacted Jetro because if you are someone like um, Dan Kaplan, my number one listener, He's in energy, and I'm sure that he follows currency markets because the energy markets are completely global. 
So if you're thinking outside the box and you're thinking video games are global, this is an opportunity. If the US dollar is the Tina trade, there is no alternative. The US dollar should be dropping because we're going to have the aftermath of money printing, unlike no other government ever. But that's not what's happening. What's actually happening is because of the financials and other currencies such as yen, the euro, etc., money is flowing into the US dollar based safe havens like treasuries or whatever. You know, if you can get 3% in the US dollar and you're holding yen that's dropping like a rock and your government's paying, you know, my wife said her friends are getting mortgages at 1%. We're paying what, 6, 5x, 6x? Uh, you can probably borrow money at 2% in Japan. You can probably only earn 0.1% as a consumer in Japan. And everybody has cash. So if you're a smart company like Toyota, Honda, you're global, you're going to start, um, you know, parking that cash into U.S. treasuries or maybe build a factory, whatever. Um, on a side note, did you notice that Tesla said his uh, Austin, Texas factory and his Shanghai factory, I do believe, are money furnaces? Those factories are burning money. And Tesla's on the verge of bankruptcy, and Bill Gates is shorted Tesla a billion dollars. This is a billionaire war. So, you know, there's big changes coming. I know it looks like doom and gloom, and it is. The question is, are you smart? Are you ready? Um, can you make changes? And can you decide on what to do and take action? Most of you won't take action. I took action. I took action. I've always taken action. I will disclose my actions. I don't care if I lose money, make money, it doesn't matter. I'll say it, I'll do it, I'll disclose it. Okay, I guess that's the new model. Because <laughs> there's going to be a lot of carnage. But I'm so thankful. Thanks to a lot of you guys and a lot of people I met because of this halo effect of the podcast. I think I'll be okay because I can make a phone call. And I'm not alone this time around. And I want to say thank you to all of you. Every single listener that has ever listened to even a minute. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. We haven't even started the podcast. This is day one. This is really what I was waiting for. I knew games would drop someday. I knew that all asset classes would be challenged by social media someday. And here's the deal. This is the first big recession we've ever had with social media and the ability of a supercomputer in the palms of a billions of people to transmit that data and news instantaneously around the world. So here's my prediction. This is going to be the nastiest recession ever, but I'm thinking it's going to be the fastest in terms of information flow, which means for the first time ever, we can help each other out. The whole globe of investors, collectors, power collectors, speculators, whoever it is, regular collectors, can help each other out. Maybe an investor speculator can help a set collector somehow. Maybe that set collector has to sell his house underwater and he's never done a real estate deal. But the speculator, investor, or power collector that is also losing money in video games can relate to the, the little guy losing money in video games and about to get foreclosed on. And we can help each other. That's what we're doing, right? Building community. So I think we're going to stop. I guess we're going to start talking about solutions, which I usually do on the podcast anyway. I usually talk about, if you're a hardcore listener, I talk about what you can do. 
you know, how you can save money, lower taxes, make more money, speculate, look out in the future, look into the past, use data, sold data, multiple sites, tools, tips. So we're, we're working on that. We're working on a couple companies to do that. Um, take a look at searchandcollect.com. That's got quite a bit of sold data right now. If you're looking for sold data, they have Amazon and eBay. Um, I think Dan at Minus Worlds is working on sold data. We talked to the head grader and um, Dan as well, operating the database of WADA. They're working on data as well. So I think this is gonna be the first big recession, first recession ever where all of us from the cart only collector to the seven figure certified game collector is going to have access to the same data. And I think that's very, very different than the past recessions that crushed me before and the five crashes that I've seen going back to waiting in line for gas, maybe at eight years old or something and turning the engine off three blocks away from the gas station, waiting three hours to fill up halfway based on your license plate, odd or even. I lived through that. I didn't have a wallet. I didn't have any money, but I'll never forget sitting in a line for the gas station with the engine off because that never happened again for the rest of my life. If that was to happen today, everyone would get on social media and you would immediately know which gas station had the cheaper price, which one had the you know, the shortest line, which one would take a credit card that got you 5% cash back, or which one you could resell a game and get $50 off a $100 tank of gas like I do. You know, it's a very different world, so we're really lucky. We're really, really lucky. If this is your first recession, you are really, really lucky. And I think timing is everything. I think CGC fucked up timing. I think uh, Ken Golden, fucked up timing on, on debuting video games before the, the site was dialed in. Um, they did try to hit the bubble and they did that successfully, but I think that initial wave because of the glitches on the site had people back off. I think VHS fucked up timing. I think I fucked up timing sending in 100 slabs. I was probably three months too late, maybe four or five. I think only a few people could time the market. Someone like an exploded hamster, he timed the market perfectly. Um, and timing the market perfectly is not getting in at the bottom. It's getting in as you come up and getting out right before we turn over. So it doesn't mean getting in 20 years ago and waiting till 2021 to dump it all. It means getting in in 2019, 2020 and getting out six, you know, six, seven figures in 2021. I wasn't able to do that. I was a rookie coming in from sports cards and other areas, but um, I never give up. So I'm going to outlast all the other old men. I guess Ken Golden is the other old man, so uh, you know I'm not going to get to his level, but who knows? Who knows? You know, sports cards are coming way down, and I think video games has as much organic power as sports in general. And I'm really excited. You know, I love sports too. I'm really excited for F1 in Vegas. I'm excited for the Raiders. I'm excited for NBA to come into town. I'm excited for the Oakland A's to possibly come into town. You know, maybe I'll set up at a, at a sports card show and, and fill the table with Tyson, Jordan, games, video games, and introduce that whole hobby to video games as not really this geeky thing where you have to have played the game and 
know about all the characters and the stories and all that, you know, maybe I can figure out beyond speculation what we can do to bring organic demand in from comics and cards because I'm a permable. So it's, it's just a rambling on today. We're at episode 170 or so. If you're still listening, um, what else is there to say? Um, future of the podcast. So here's some ideas. I think the best idea, let's just end with the best idea. The best idea is, here's the magic wand. And that's another thing you can do on your white piece of paper before you can start health, family, and then entrepreneurship, right? Wave a magic wand and ask yourself, what would you do? What would you buy? Where would you go? Where would you live? What company would you start? What, you know, what taxes would you want to pay? How much would you want to net? How much do you want to gross? Do you want to grind every day? Do you want the job on a, in the airplane, on a truck, in a bus, in a room, in a, in a car? Do you want to be on a keyboard like me for 30 years straight? That's the magic wand. And I think my magic wand, let's end with this. My magic wand for the podcast. I haven't even started the podcast, by the way. I haven't even tried to sell on social media. I've been giving and giving and giving and giving and giving. I went beyond Gary B. Gary B said left hook. No, what did he say? Uh, jab, 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 right hook. He said give, 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 then try to sell something. I said give, 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 give. You know, I'm not Mike Tyson. I can't knock people out. I'm giving and giving and giving and giving until it hurts and giving more and giving and giving and giving and giving. And, giving. and I figure for my self-esteem, for my, I mean, lack of self-esteem, lack of self-confidence, trauma, mental illness, failures in business in the past, that's my method for building my community because I know the people that love me really love me. They're not here just to, um, you know, get a stock tip from me and run away and, and flip something or whatever. Um, so what I'm trying to say is you don't have to do what I do. Wave your own magic wand, okay? And I've been doing that for weeks now, just sitting in bed thinking, and that's my primary hobby is thinking, waving this magic wand. Do I want to start a new company? Do I want to expand this company? I decided to shut down Graten Games um, because no one could pronounce it. That was the main reason. It was all Graten, Graten, Graten. So Graten Games is done. That was a failed venture. It made money. It did pretty good. We got a lot of people calling us from Google, whatever, whatever, whatever. That's done. So the beginning, the first, if you go back to the first episode of the podcast, that was kind of the genesis of Graten Games. We're on episode number 170, and I will announce that Graten Games has now been retired. GratenGames.com, by the way, is for sale, starting at $999. If you want to buy GratenGames.com, it gets a lot of traffic from Google. I can introduce you to real estate in wine country, and you could build up a retro game shop over there. Um, you know, that's something I know someone did up near Sacramento. They started a retro game shop in the bubble. I worry about that. You know, I do the same thing. I worry about people in retail starting up in a bubble. Been there, done that. I've taken massive losses. I offloaded one store on eBay for like five, six grand final offer. I invested 50, so I took a 9, 10x loss after 9, 11. So timing, timing, timing. Now is the time to wave the magic wand. What do you want? I'm thinking for the podcast, here's what I want. And this happened organically. Robin Mihara asked me to shut down the Call of Duty post because he was scared of getting backdoored after it dropped 97% off the all-time high. And I said, sure. I've been known to delete stuff. I've been known to disclose. I help people. 
So I took that down. I did a lot of thinking. It's really hard to post negative news, isn't it? So I don't even know if I'm going to repost it. But I realized it's not about the games anymore. It's really not about the economy. It's not about money. It's not about collecting. It's not about that. It's not about this. It's about the community. It's about the hobby. And for me now, it's about networking. So I was thinking, Robin Mahara, you know, we ended the conversation. Next time you're in Vegas, hit me up. And he said, of course, with an exclamation point. When I saw that exclamation point, if you don't know Robin Mahara, he's a Tetris champion. He's also the host of a movie called, uh, oh, what is it called? It's about the, the really mysterious Tetris champion that became a Nintendo celebrity, but the real story behind his life is just mind-blowing. Um, oh, gosh. The problem with Vegas Heat 108 is my memory's gone. I can't remember what I did three hours ago. Anyway, um, hit me up. I can point you to that movie. Please support Robin. Watch the movie. I think it's like a less than 10 bucks online. Also watch the other movie and support my guy that shot that one that uh, we're going to shoot something down in Long Beach. I'll be in Long Beach. Gosh, I'm running out of time. Damn it. So my magic wand would be a condo near or on the strip. And when you guys fly into town, we shoot podcasts professionally, hopefully video. And that is really where the podcast is going. A professional studio with editing equipment, hardware. I'm not even using a board right now or software. This is going directly into Anchor and then directly to wherever you listen to. I don't even touch it. So we're talking about like seven levels higher. That's my magic wand. Own that piece of real estate so that when you walk off the plane and you have an hour away from your family, you can pop in and we can drop an hour of content. Thank you for listening. Try something new. Wave a magic wand.